Hello and welcome to episode number 153 of the NerdProQuo podcast. This is our Justice League review. No real plugs, except to say that we may or may not uh, be off next week. There may not be an episode of the podcast. We did see Last Jedi. There is a review. There is a podcast that is going to be on that, but we might wait a week or so to put that up just so that everyone can go see it although the spoilers are all over the internet right now but like i said uh, no real plugs aside from the stuff we always plug but i'm not gonna plug those things at the moment uh some cool stuff coming up uh like i always say keep track of Atner pro quo on twitter follow us on twitter if you like this episode Click subscribe, leave a review on iTunes. It does help us. And yeah, all of that stuff. Uh, you know, tell your friends. Tell anyone you can, any way you can. As Karina Longworth from You May, Re- you may Remember This, as she says, yeah, uh, tell your friends about the podcast, uh, spread the word. I've noticed the numbers have been ticking up a little bit. Uh, wait until we have guests. There's going to be more guests, but in the meantime, oh yeah, and there's a huge, uh, probably a two-part end-of-the-year thing where we're going to kind of go over everything. But in the meantime, enjoy this episode, episode number 153 of the Dirt Poco Podcast, uh, Justice League Review. Oh yeah, and some little bit of Punisher and some other random shit as well. Hey, hey, everyone. It's a school night and I have not passed out yet. It's <laughs> yeah. amazing. I am I'm amazed. Thank you so much for doing this because, you know, I we we can't do it tomorrow. No, no, because Star Wars is tomorrow. Because Jedi is happening tomorrow, yeah. Um, but we, I, I did want to squeeze in a, a, a little bit, like, more Punisher and also Justice League, which we didn't do. So, uh... Uh, let's start out with uh, Justice League. Yeah. Um, you are you didn't come out hating it. That's one thing. That's one thing. Yay. You did not come out hating it. And typically you've let's see, Jamie. Um you you tend to get into like sour moods whenever you are displeased with something. Uh it could be us, it could be food. Uh, yeah. Well a lot of and, sometimes sometimes that could ha- be a lot of times <laughs> movies and I'm not saying this was the best. You were you weren't floored by it, but you weren't hating it. And I know your hating face and where you just want to get the <laughs> fuck out of the theater and just what you you didn't get that. So like, that like Batman was, v Superman, where like the yes. the uh, we had that was an interesting walk to the restaurant. You know, just talking about that film and <laughs> a lot of you guys hating on it and me trying to do my best to convince me that it did not suck as much as it did um but i think this it has flaws you, I admit, you know you know what else I, you know what i'll say about that movie there's there's a pretty halfway decent 20 minute movie in there yeah yeah <laughs> there's like a there's like a minutes, yeah. there there there's That's a it. there's a there's an episode of some sort of dc action show minutes of me falling asleep yeah <laughs> um but yeah i I, I noticed that you did not cringe at this film. No. And I came out as as liking it. And let me give you perspective and context. I liked it because for what this movie has gone through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't terrible. One, you know, going through multiple directors, rewrites, you know, tweaking from multiple hands. Um, I understand that this movie was already up against the wall, and it did not suck. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing is, it, it wasn't that bad of a movie, period. but but it but it uh, but it did nowhere. I mean, they're I guess they're hoping it's going to do better in in TV. worldwide. Yeah. Because here in the states, it did not do what they wanted it to do. I mean, it's understandable. I mean, they're, um, they had a lot to do in terms of uh, trying to wash people's bad taste of their previous films. The underperformance of Suicide Squad, uh, Batman v Superman. So a lot of people didn't weren't. And also, into just like you were saying, excited. the making of this hit so many just yeah. hurdles. 
I mean, I've I mean, I've been watching lots of like you know hyper RG, RPG on YouTube, and they were mentioning how like Henry Cavill, they had to s- CG remove CG his remove mustache. his mustache. And yes. To be fair, I did not notice that. I, I didn't, didn't notice, notice it either. It. Do you know why? Because he's such a wooden actor that it's like, <laughs> oh, oh, part of his mouth had to be CG so he couldn't be as expressive. Eh, it doesn't really make that big of a difference. Um, I have a larger thing about that because I was thinking about this uh, a couple days ago. But let let uh, I will get to that in a moment. Um, but overall, I mean, it was fast paced. You know, the action was pretty decent yeah um i, I squeed at, at the one little moment that had a green lantern in it because i've been waiting so long a good place to feature it i mean you yeah yeah just like overwhelming the the audience you know just tease a green lantern in a flashback you yeah know? yeah, yeah. Worked, I, I i thought that worked well that was a great it also made me that. curious even though i have a vague idea as to who all those other people were, because because there were other characters in there, a lot of them more associated with like the Wonder Woman, I think mythos. Like there was definitely like a, a Zeus-like character who was in there, like a lightning character who may or may not have been Zeus, might have been uh, Shazam or one of those characters. I I don't know. Black Apparently, Adam. it uh, can be Black Adam. It could have been Black Adam as well. Yeah, there were there were a couple characters, and I was like, hmm, I wonder who that is. Um, yeah, I was like, as I said, I was like thrown off by, ooh, Green Lantern, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, exactly. And, and the, um, Amazon's fighting. But, you know, I think overall, you know, the acting was pretty okay. Um, Momoa was the best part of that film. And yeah. Not, well, not only Momoa, but, um, uh, I don't know the actor who plays The Flash, Barry Allen. He'll, like he'll, he'll come to me. His name will come to me in a second. I just can't think of it right um, now. I liked it. And you know they did a good job. I mean, I, I mean, I wish it had the same tug at my heart like the current Flash TV show. Yeah. But for a new actor, n- new actors portraying that world, it was okay. I mean, it's not like you know uh, Grant Gustin and his dad. You know, yeah. He also didn't have like two, three seasons to build up exactly. to him. Although I like, God damn it, we, we should Google him because I I can't remember his name. It's in it'll it'll. It, while you're doing it, it'll come to me, but I can't, I can't think of his because he's been in a couple movies that I actually really liked. He was in a Perks of Being a Wallflower. And he was great in that, uh, and he's been in a couple like little films, like little teenage type movies. Um, the one th- uh, Ezra, Miz- uh, Ezra Ezra Miller, Miller. yes, yeah, oh. I really like Ezra Miller. You, uh, you I really. Good- a take on Barry Allen. Yeah, you know, yeah. He was like, whoa. I mean, his mind was racing, which I, I guess that's a good portrayal of someone who's constantly moving. Yeah. Assuming that his mind would race as well. Um, well, well, cat. it's funny. In the, I mean, you should know this. You're a DC guy. In, Bar- in, in the comic books, like, Barry Allen is like that too. In fact, like most of the people who are part of the Speed Force, like they they think a little bit. Like they're literally everything about them is moving a little bit faster. Not, I didn't get that. I mean, I've only read a, like early Jeff Johns Flash Rebirth. Um, because okay, to Jeff Johns, I did not read any Flash. Books, okay, and you never got that. I mean, I took him as more of a. An amalgamation of a Barry Allen and a Wally West. Yeah, 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 That's, definitely. Think, yeah, yeah. In terms of his, you know, quips, you know, I, I, I find that he was... Well, like Grant little... Gustin's version of Barry Allen is is that, too. Yes, but not, I mean, in the comics, Barry Allen is an established hero. Yeah, not exactly. Young, yeah. So I figure that if you're going to try to hit at the teen, tween crowd, you're going to try to, you know, include some... You know, essence of what, and also if you're trying to uh, attract a kind of you know off a little bit of an off kilter, uh, younger audience, Ezra Miller's actually like a very good choice for that. Because, like I said, like I mean, I could I can't think of I know I've seen him in stuff besides Perks of Being a Wallflower, but that's the movie that pops up in my head. He plays like the main character's like friend. Okay. Best friend, and he's he's great in that. And I've definitely seen him. In, see, oh, he was uh, he was pretty good, although a little bit underutilized in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find oh, Them. He was like, in that? Yeah, yeah, he's in that. Well, he's a, he's one of those people who's just like 
if you know who he is, you'll start to notice him and stuff, and he's, you start to go, oh, wow, he was actually really good in that. Um, but because people don't really know who he is, which I think helped also. Um, yeah, I also love Jason Momoa. I, what, what cracked me up about his, as I've said before, is it's basically... Uh, and I hate to say this. I said this before, but I'll just say it. It's not Aquaman, but it or like anything like the Aquaman from the yeah. car- from the comic books. But it almost doesn't matter because once you cast him, that just changes who that character is going to be. Makes the movie more appealing. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's another yeah. character and an actor doing a a fun take on Aquaman. Yeah. Because I mean, to be fair. Aquaman, you don't care about him as a character. I've been no. reading Justice League for a long time now, and I never gave a fuck about Aquaman. Well, I mean, I mean, uh, as I and I'll have to lend you this. The the first like two trades, I think it's the first three trades I might have of the Jeff Johns. I think it was the Rebirth Aquaman mm-hmm. is great, but a lot of that has to, like I said, has to do with Jeff Johns. Like yeah. he just, it makes him interesting. It makes, uh, uh. Mara interesting and the relationship between him and Mara a lot more interesting. Brightest Day also kind of played up the relationship between Mara, where Mara is actually from, which we got nothing of in Justice League. But it was to be fair, I was not impressed with the actress who Amber Heard. Yeah, I've never Amber Heard can be really good and stuff. I've seen her where she's really good and stuff, but the problem is it's. Even though this is Justice League, it's a cool, it's one of those cool little nods. You're like, oh, what's up with her having water powers, or who is that? And it's but like, you, I don't think you leave the theater wanting to know more. No, no, no. Yeah, it was a, it there, and she's not the only one in this. You kind of there are there were some side characters, and she's a one of the big ones where you see her, and you're like, yeah, okay, that was a waste of putting that character in yeah. there, you, you know, know if you're not and putting that, that actor in that role. Don't introduce that character. But I guess that's one of the scenes uh, Joss Whedon couldn't tweak and had to stick that character. Yeah. Because I heard from from what I've read, a lot was cut off. Yeah. Uh, from this movie. Um, so I mean, it's like it, it's for what it is. It was a decent film. Um, I just it's just that despite the strong cast, and I still believe the cast is really solid. It is. Um, yeah. They. They didn't have much to work with. I also uh, just want to address just briefly, because uh, before the movie came out, people there was kind of like this big hairy deal made about it, like the difference between the way the Amazons are dressed in Wonder Woman and then the kind of costume redesign for Justice League, which people, you know kind of made it, oh, look, look, because it's Zack Snyder, they're making these changes. But then when you actually watch the movie, you're just like, it's actually not all of the Amazons. It's just like this one particular group, which still is like kind. I didn't notice it. I mean, the only Amazons that were really, really noticeable were the really buff ones that kind of held the door just long enough for the queen to escape yeah. with a and the, and apparently, what's weird is that what I noticed because I did take note of this because I remember that being a, a, a quote unquote controversy or whatever. Of oh they oh they they gave the Amazons skimp, more skimpy costumes, but when you actually watch the film, it's just those Amazons. It's just the Amazons who are in charge of, which in an, putting that aside is still like why redesign their costumes anyway and make them more skimpy. I was like, cause it's they're trying to appeal to a slightly different audience. Different director. Yeah, yeah, it was different. Dude, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. But my thing was was like, okay, yes, they did redesign some of the Amazons' costumes, but it wasn't all of the Amazons. Yeah, the Amazons who were on the horses and everything were still wearing the same costumes from Wonder Woman. Yeah, but I think that scene was a big scene, you know, in that movie. Where? I enjoy learning new things. What the hell? Sorry, sorry. Was that your phone or yeah, is that, that my, my phone? phone? Okay, that was my phone. <laughs> 
<laughs> Apparently, <laughs> your phone decided to randomly go. Yeah, I enjoy I, learning new I things never every said day. S word. Um, but I think it was a big scene at that moment, and you know why change it? You know, yes, it's to uh, appeal to a certain audience, but considering how successful. Uh, or the hype that was being built up for Wonder Woman, why mess up a good thing? Well, well, well here's here's the weird thing. The reason why I bring it up, uh, just generally speaking, is because before the movie came, this is one of those wait and see it. Look, look the redesigning that, that small group of Amazon's costumes and making them more skimpy is, is problematic for whatever reasons that you think it's problematic for but when you actually watch the movie if you hadn't known that ahead of time you might notice it but honestly those characters who have the amazons who have the more skimpy costumes aren't in it long enough and they aren't sexualized at all, you know so it's just like unless you're it's a battle it's hard to say well no no no, not even like when the Amazons who are actually in the battle, none of them are wearing those costumes. Okay, then I, then I don't recall that scene then. Exactly, yeah. That's the thing. It's just like, when you actually watch the movie, it's just like, oh, this isn't like really that. I noticed it because I, my eye was kind of pre-trained to look for it. Sexist pig. And, well, no, 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 no. The, the, <laughs> the opposite is because I was because I had seen that this was a controversy, I was like, all right, let's see what they look like in the actual movie. And when I saw them in the actual movie, I was like, this is such a minor... Like, if you... I almost think that unless you're pre, you were preconditioned like I was, or like anyone who was pre-upset to notice those costumes, they're not in it long enough. Okay. That you might not have even noticed them, is is my point. I I don't know. That, like it's you could still be kind of upset about it, but it's yeah. just like, it's just because it was one of those things. And this to the larger point about this film, there were things that people were kind of made like a big deal about of it about like the reshoots or whatever. And then when you actually see the movie, you're like, yeah, none of this seems like it was that big of a deal. <laughs> like actually came out okay. I don't know, you know. I mean, I don't get the movement for releasing the original Zack Snyder cut. Um, I don't care. I mean, because... It'd be interesting to if, see. It's If it's like anything we've seen before, it's probably going to suck even more. Just it's going to be worse. Yeah, longer, yeah. Longer, more boring, and a lot of characters that if you are not a DC nerd or a nerd in general, you wouldn't care. You wouldn't understand the significance of. You'll just see this big guy who kind of looks like a badass like Thanos if you've been uh, paying attention to anything in the MCU. So you you don't I don't think it would matter, you know, to yeah. see the uh, Zack Snyder true cut. That I mean, that that being said as far as like having a shit ton of characters and having a really enjoyable time, I had I mean I did this on a previous episode of the podcast where I went for like 45 50 minutes talking about it, but you watch Crisis on Earth X and that was super fun. I I cried. Well, I almost cried in certain moments uh, with, you know, a major death. Um, and just like, not only, just it's just the lead up to that death. With, yeah. You know, uh, with the two characters so entwined with each other. Yeah. And, and, and you almost like, didn't have to watch any, what I really enjoyed about it is you almost didn't have to watch any of the other shows leading up to that. Kind of. No, you kind of do because you kind of do, but the weight of those moments, you know, wouldn't have you know been captured by the uh, by the viewer. You right, would have need right. to understand the depth of that relationship. Uh, you would have need to understand why you know Felicity saying no is like fuck. Damn, is she ever gonna say yes? Yeah, <laughs> you know at all. Um, at that point of that show, and that was fun. You know, yeah. a lot of characters, I felt that everyone had a proper role in that show, in those in those episodes. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was just like a good, fun romp for a TV show. Yeah. Great fucking shit. I mean, it's not like, you know what? I think I liked it a little more than Defenders. Was good a, a little more than what? Defenders. 
Yeah. No, 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 no. I would say that too. I enjoyed this a little. Because the Fenders. I was going to ask whether you enjoyed it more than Justice League. Because I definitely enjoyed it more than Justice League. We'll get back to discussing um, Justice League. But no, I did. No, no, no. Yeah. You're I entirely correct. Um, But because there's a lot of lead up to uh, this story. You know, you've, you know these characters. You know the build up. Um, yeah. I did definitely did enjoy it then uh, more than Justice League, and I enjoyed it more than Defenders. I mean, because if you're going to compare Earth X to anything else, you're going to have to compare it to a a TV show. A TV show, yeah, yeah. Uh, superheroes, um, and I'm not saying it's the best thing in the world. It's not. It's not. But f- it's a fun uh, few episodes. Well, the big the big thing that I I say about that is, uh, what those the this is the second big crossover that they have. The what that those crossovers always end up doing is the strengths of each each show really shine in those crossovers. Unfortunately, the weaknesses of all those shows also really become apparent. Like it becomes apparent that like, because you don't see all generally speaking, all the side characters, it becomes apparent that there are really only three characters on Supergirl who you would give a crap about and they were, almost all of them were in the crossover. Yeah. Like the two people who you most care about on Supergirl were both in the crossover. And the rest of that cast is just like, eh, fuck, whatever. I don't care. Although, I don't know how you feel about the cast of Arrow. I like Team Arrow. I like Team Arrow too, uh, yeah. Um, Mad Dog. Uh, I forgot the guy who wears a hockey mask. It's Mad Dog. Uh, Mad but, Dog. But, but, I like him. And I was pissed off. I was like, why is he only there for like one scene? And that's it. I, I also really, even though it's, I think the most recent season has been kind of crap, uh, Arrow is, and this isn't just because it's the, they're the boy shows. I think it's also because it has his, it's had longer to establish itself. Arrow, with the exception of the most recent season, uh, is probably the best done show. Uh, I like Flash more. Uh, I would say Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow are comparable quality-wise. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow I enjoy more, but that's because it's it's blatantly sillier. Okay. I, I, I can't do Supergirl. I tried to do it for a couple episodes. I, I tried too. I really yeah. did try. I really did try. Uh, and the the big problem with that is that, like I said, there there are three or four cast members on that. Uh, one of them, I think, is gone. The guy who plays Martian Man- Manhunter is actually great. Uh, he was on Doc- he was on Torchwood, I think, for a while. Uh, he's actually a British actor. He's great. Uh, Melissa Ben Watts or whatever her last name is. She's great. Tyler Lay is great, and that's about it. Like people love the other characters on the show, and I'm just like, nah. That they kind of yeah, it just never appealed to me. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it was it was a solid, fun four episodes and a good crossover because you rarely see that happen in TV shows. Yeah, outside of I guess Netflix or anything yeah. done by Marvel. So it's good. I know, and they ripped off so many little bits from the Marvel films. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> which that's were fine. which is it was great. It was actually I like I thought it would annoy me, but when I saw it, I was like, ah, that's actually cute. I mean, that's like, actually cute. I'd like to see a DC IP, you know, follow the Marvel template and pull it off well. Yeah, unlike the movie side, at least the TV side is respectable. Um, yeah, and they embrace their comic book. Bookiness. Yes. Yes. Um, the what we've seen the films, just you know, too dreary. You know, and yeah. The idea is that these are fucking superheroes. You know, you want to root for them, and these people save the day. The only thing, the only time we saw that was with fucking you know Wonder Woman. Not yeah. for Batman v Superman. You got one of the trilogy, tr- one of the Trinity. You know, Batman is well up in the air. You don't know what. We'll see what happens with that. With that. And Superman. Ugh, we have to wait how many movies for him to become Superman that we know yeah, yeah. and expect. Um, it's like at least the TV show has it has a good idea and is sticking to the plan. And with the movies, I have no fucking clue where they're going at. I, but I also think like, I mean, just on the positive note about Justice League, also uh, characters who were induced in, introduced in this that I, I 
I'll get to the problem with it, the problems with his characters later. But I liked Cyborg. I liked his story. Like no, I am a sucker for pretty things. Okay, and CG. And That's what I was gonna say. CG was a little was bit problem. excessive. Is a little the bit excessive. Act, the actor's solid. Yeah, you know, he was uh, great. His father was uh, I Joe Morton. Joe Morton is fucking fantastic. He's I, like a legend. I just yeah. Found it very distracting. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. Uh, the same thing with the, with the fucking villain. The CG was just like, yeah. uh, uh, fucking. Uh -huh. uh. And I've heard. That not that. Not that. Like he was a bad time, villain. They didn't have time to like polish that shit up. Or yeah. Uh, I mean it. I mean, I guess you know what's Warner funny? You needed to pump that movie out. Yeah, you know what's funny about like CG? There are. There are companies that are like there are like four or five companies that are fantastic at it, and then there's just CG in other movies where it's just like, and if it's supposed to be a really like detailed human-looking character, it looks terrible no matter how like expensive the special effects are. I don't. I there are just certain companies that I think uh, ILM is one of them. Well, it's, they're the preeminent. Yeah, but you know, and Weta is the other is the other one, yeah. and then there are there are a couple like little side uh, effects houses that like are really good at it. It's just I couldn't name them off the top of my head just because I don't know what they are. But I could I could probably point to some like movies or just like that was for that specifically. And a lot of times it's it's like really specific what they're doing and really small scale. It's not like this where it's like an. But it's. Disappointing considering how fucking large Warner Brothers is. This is this is what it is. Yeah, you know, how do it, you, you not? set yeah, it. It sets the expectation so high, and then when you and it's like I said, it's not like Steppenwolf is a bad. I mean, it's all right. He, he yeah, uh, you know what? I'll say this: he's not a bad villain. You know, not as far as bad villain for a first movie. Yeah, you know, he's just there just to get punched in the face, uh, by the superheroes. Yeah, and um, to kind of imply dark side exactly. Um, but I mean, it's, I mean, the CG, as I said, you know, it's, it was a little distracting. Um, Steppenwolf, I didn't care. Did not yeah. care about him. Uh, but the idea is that you're not supposed to care. He's just the punching bag that gets the heroes together. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, also, I mean, to the first post credit scene, I was cool with. Cause that was that was a fun little moment. Yeah. Oh yeah. The race. Yeah. That was good. The the second one. Not necessary. Not necessary. Although although intrigued to see uh the Mangal werewolf dude. I get I John Megalodon as as Slade. No, but the problem is it still reasserts Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. As. Luther and I just who botched it so bad, and man. I, just I know people who like, hate him. I don't hate I, him. No, wait, the actor or the what his portrayal of the actor. I don't hate him. The actor. Yeah. I just hate his. I just hate yeah. the choices he made about Luke, Lex Luthor. I just wanted a clean slate. I mean, I feel so terrible about what Snyder had to go through. Um, yeah, but I felt that for Warner Brothers to really do their characters justice. They need someone else in charge to have to direct the vision for their future films if they plan on being connected at all. Well, well, the thing that does, and I, I said this about you know Batman v Superman, is that, and similar to like Watchmen, is Zack Snyder is a fan of these things, but he's a fan who, like. He he's one of those people who like because there's there's other because this goes the other direction too with guys like J.J. Abrams and a lot of the people who are behind uh, the Star Wars movies and a lot of the people and a lot of the people who are behind. You have many noises happening in here. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's why my <laughs> mom, my uh, girlfriend hates this apartment. Um. Okay. What is that? That's my iPad letting me know that I have a call. Ah, okay. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. You have it all connected together. Uh, podcast again. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it, it's fine. It, it's fine. Damn, I lost my train of thought. What was I talking about? Uh, oh, oh, yes, Zack Snyder as like a fan. He was. I never kind of realized this before, but the uh, I actually don't think it it'll pick that up, but it's fine. Uh, I don't think I had realized this before, but he's a fan who learned and pulled the wrong things from his fandom is really what I think it comes down to. Because I don't think, because there are people who say, oh, no, no, he's a fake fan. No, 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 I think he's a genuine, he's a genuine comic book fan. I think he just pulled the wrong lessons and the wrong things from his comic book love. Like, he loved certain things, and he pulled all the wrong lessons from that, is is really what I think. He, like, he pulled a lot of visual stuff and story things, but I think it was the wrong story well, things. When you're a hammer, everything is a nail. Yeah, yeah. When um, he is a fan, but he likes spectacle. Yes. He can't do anything else. Yeah. That's a problem. He's not a nuanced director. He's not... And you don't, don't know. know. I, I, you don't. Limited. You don't even need a nuanced director to direct these things. I think, but there's something core story-wise too, right from the inception of these films, of who these people who claim to be fans, like Zack Snyder does, thinks these characters are, and then when you see him do it, and when you see him describe it, like Dave Goyer defended man man of steel and like his defense of his script of man of steel of like who kal-el is because he's not even really clark kent and i'm gonna get to my big henry cavill thing that i was thinking about isn't even like his defense of that i thought was like okay i see what you're saying but when it comes right down to it it's just like just right down to the basics of like okay who is this character to you and you're like Nah, that's no, that's wrong. That's not who that character like it is, but it's not the right way to go. Or like it is, but it's not the right way to go. And a lot of that I think has to do with also Warner Brothers. Like there's nobody there who Well, I mean, he was when he did Man of Steel, it was still at the time when New Fifty Two was coming out. Yeah. And he was just pil- Picking up the steam of what DC was doing, a younger, broodier, you know, edgier Superman. Yeah, that went against what we knew because Warner Brothers and DC felt that that type of you know Superman was not no longer profitable anymore. We need something a little edgier, and I think Zack Snyder tried to capture that uh, Superman and right. not the Superman that we we remember, and it didn't translate well in the big screen i enjoy the first hour to be fair man of steel yeah I still watch it yeah i enjoy rewatching it because that first hour is pretty dope and as a nerd i've always wanted to see a superman cut loose yeah yeah i just yeah, yeah, yeah. it just kind of like you know i will defend that i will defend certain aspects of that movie because i do rewatch it a lot too uh my biggest thing that i would and I don't know what prompted me. I think I was thinking about Justice League and just the biggest thing that I think is, and it started all the way from Man of Steel and it's still apparent in Justice League. Not just that Henry Cavill is not a good actor and he's a terrible casting choice. But behind that is... What they did in making that decision of like, this is the new Superman that we're going to do is, and even in Man of Steel, you have this, you don't see him as Clark Kent until the end of the movie, really. Like he's kind of palling around and you kind of see him with his dad and you kind of see him with his mom, but the whole time he's wholly unconvincing as Clark. He is Kal-El. From the moment you see him, he's never been not Kal-El. And the biggest problem that is so central to who Superman's character is, 
is Clark Kent is just as important as Superman is. And all throughout these movies, they have treated Clark Kent as an afterthought. And Clark Kent is, is because of the upbringing and all of that, like, Clark is a, is... And I, in Man of Steel, I, I think that what they were trying to do is, like, he's still grappling with that. But it's like, dude, he's been here for 33 years. Yeah. Like, and he's still... I understand he wants to find, like, his home, but he's still grappling with the fact that, like... Well, it's that whole turn of having his father, you know, debate whether or not he needs to save people. Yeah, which that, is also I mean, just a stupid that thing. Was, that was just... Yeah. That was, that's also just the central yeah. flaw that it was like, well, yeah. no, 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 no. Making him be afraid of an aspect of humanity. That fear is what... That is what makes that kind of movie kind of toxic. You know, that yeah. fear. That's... I didn't. I didn't like that too much. And also, like, it just coming back to how bad Henry Cavill. Because I, I was thinking back to so many of the other. I mean, the only uh, a bunch of the other versions of Superman, and even movies. One which I, def- I parts of it I like, but it's mostly terrible. Even ones that people think are terrible, like like Superman Returns. The thing about that is uh, Brandon Ruth is not a great actor either. But, yeah, he's he's not that good. No, that, there's no redeeming quality yeah. in that movie. That being said, putting that aside, I will say that, at least for me, there's a distinction between Clark Kent and Superman. With with Brandon okay, Roof. Yeah. Okay. Uh even more so like people always say, Oh, he just like puts his glasses on and people don't recognize him. Like if you watch those original like the, the Richard Donner ones, when Christopher Reeve is Clark Kent, he is physically and all of that completely different. Like the way he carries himself, like the way he speaks, than when he's Superman. That it's even though he's just like a suit and glasses, you're like, no, these are two completely different people. Whereas like Henry Cavill, you watch it, it's like, no, this, he's the same dude. He just puts on glasses. There's no distinction made between the two. He's, he does not have much range. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's the problem. Do do we need the pause? No. Okay. No. <laughs> I was um, just curious. Um, but yeah, I mean, despite this tangent. You yeah, know, sorry. It's a, fun movie. it's a fun movie. Yeah, it's it's not like Batman v Superman. I, I've seen that. You will not be disappointed. It's a fun movie, especially if, uh, you have kids. I think kids will just automatically gravitate to something. Yeah, like it's the ensemble cast. You know, it's a big, it's a, a big play. shiny pair of keys. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, and, 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 you know, it's just like you know, it's like you know, just like little moments like Flash, you know, saying, "Hey, I just." Push and run. So yeah, well, yeah. Like, that's perfect. I love this. Um, but yeah, go see this. You know, if you haven't seen it, don't hate on it. Uh, sometimes, I mean, yes, you know, it's not the best movie out there, but you won't be disappointed. You know, you will leave this film, you know, feeling highly satisfied uh, in watching this. I, I, I think it's what people need to do for this one, especially, is just like just put aside. You got to put aside the expectations or any. It's just like whatever. Whatever you're expecting, put that aside. Whatever you've read about the problems that the making of the film has had, put those aside and just go in, like just go in and be like, "There's a good, there's gonna be a, I'm someone get me some popcorn. I'm gonna, yeah. this is a fun popcorn movie. Yeah, definitely. you know. And then there's nothing wrong with those type of movies. Yeah, uh, it's just, I mean, it's sad that it's a huge movie with so much expectations, yeah. but it's still a good movie. And most importantly. A step in the right direction. Yeah. That's all I viewed this movie as. Yeah. A step in the right direction. We have Wonder Woman, you know, and I hope that whatever they're doing with Aquaman, I think that's the next DC I think movie. so. Um, hopefully, they treat that character right, and it's um, a better movie, you know, um, than what we've seen so far. So, it's just growth. 
you know, Wonder Woman set the standards. You know, let's just keep on improving in these films because I def as a fan of DC, I will watch to death a Marvel movie because I like to be entertained. Yeah. Uh, but as a DC fan, I just want more quality films. You know, I want more Wonder Woman out there in terms of you know well, quality the, and respect the of team the interactions in this were pretty good too like yeah. there were some really good they, little they character moments as a team yes something x-men can't pull off no at all you know um that's what i appreciated so it's like hey they're superheroes they need to work together i mean that's your catchphrase and your slogan you know you fight as one or you know you can't save the world alone or something like that that was the uh marketing slogan. yeah 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 you know so show them you know uh, display their strengths as they fight this really tough foe and it worked out very well and it's also just some particular like little character things that i thought were just in my opinion like in particular like some really good ones just like individually the the interactions are pretty good but i also, i also really uh the relationship between because it's kind of established that they've been kind of interacting with each other since Batman v Superman. So there's just, and some people pull out there's sexual tension there. I was like, yeah, fuck, whatever, who cares? Just because it's a man and a woman, whatever. But like a character interactions between Diana and Bruce. Yeah. I was just like, oh, there's like an actual like there's difference of is of opinion, but there's like like. Bruce, weird weird thing. Bruce Wayne almost comes across as sympathetic in some way in some parts yeah, of this. I mean, you you realize that hey, this is just a guy in a bat suit. Yeah, you know, working with so many other gods and aliens, and you, and it's a good thing that you show that hey, despite this guy being Batman, sometimes when he's fighting against like otherworldly foes. He's a little over his head, you know, and there's I, only I, so much that he can do. I also really like the 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 whole, you know, spoiler of it's not a spoiler. Everyone by now should know that Superman was in it. Uh, is is in it? Uh, there's a point of contention about bringing him back. And here's an interesting thing: I don't think we've ever actually seen from Batman or from Bruce. I mean, occasionally you encounter in the in the comic books. But there is a genuine regret with Batman and Bruce Wayne as a character in this about about what went down in Batman v Superman. <laughs> Not just that, that he got killed, but it's just like, man, I really I fucked that up. <laughs> like, and I don't think we've actually. I mean, I might I might be wrong, but I don't think we've actually seen like a well, Batman this, like that before well, or Bruce because, Wayne. I mean. This is a different type of Batman. This is yeah. Batman with superheroes around. Yeah. You know, not his own world. You know, not in an isolated place. He's playing. He's fighting against you know otherworldly aliens and just being fearful in that first film. It's great that they're referencing that. You yeah. Know, it's not like a closed off movie. You know, it, there's consequences. You know, that's b- going to be built up to this. And you know, I, I'm happy about that. You know, and and recognizing that, hey, and they try to make the make it a point that Superman is a beacon of hope, and yeah. that's something that they hammered in throughout this film. Hope, you know, where were you, Diana, all these you know centuries? You know, why have you, you know, you all of a sudden just yeah. showed up? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So I'm happy about this, you know. So that's why I've left, you know, this movie feeling that hey, good things are going to happen. Is it going to be as fucking awesome as the entire? lineup of dcu uh, marvel mcu probably not no but you know at least i can hope that there's going to be certain films that will be respectful like wonder woman hopefully you know aquaman will be good and i don't know what's going to be next with batman but i mean the, the whole dc versus marvel thing as far as the movies and the tv shows is concerned i think it's it's over it's it's over it's over but but what it comes down to beating you know beating a dead beating it Marvel one yeah beating a dead horse as far as beating a dead horse is is that Marvel had a plan from really early on and Warner Brothers did not <laughs> yeah DC did not and that was that's really what this all comes down to is is Marvel had a plan and and it's funny because they're still doing it. 
Marvel, think- not, Marvel's still... They're, they're now negotiating with Fox to get the X-Men. Although I heard they're not going to get the stuff that they really should get back. Which is... I actually hope... I actually wish... Wait, wait. I thought it's everything. You know, I heard that, that Fantastic is Fantastic Four is, is the one that's contentious. Which is funny because it should be the opposite. They should just give them Fantastic Four and all the stuff associated with Fantastic Four. I don't... But I, Wait. So I thought they're, they were selling off all of Fox Entertainment. So why would they contend? Why would they fight? For I don't know. It was like a brief thing, and I have to look up the article. Okay. That might not be true. I, uh, as much as I, I think with some of the things though, like they should kind of leave the X Men stuff alone unless they're going to completely reboot it, reboot it, which they probably will in a couple of years when Marvel hits like Phase Four Point Five or whatever. I mean, it could work. I mean, if they if they integrate. Uh, I know we've gone through another tangent. If they integrate, it's okay. We're gonna discuss Punisher a little um, bit if you want after that's this. That's fine. Um, if they integrate like some concepts of the Ultimate Line, of yeah. How Logan is Mutant X that help you know distribute and spread you know the mutant virus or the mutant gene that could work out where yeah. the mutant presence is a recent phenomenon. Yeah. You know, in the MCU, I mean. They could do it, you know, and I definitely would like to see, you know, uh, Disney's take on the X-Men. I, I'm sure it's going to be a whole lot better yeah. than what we've seen, yeah. you know. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm happy about this news. You know, I can't wait to see. I mean, it just sucks that this is just going to lead to me shelling out another monthly subscription to fucking whatever Disney creates in terms of yeah. uh, streaming platforms. But what I, what I meant was like, it's still, they're still planning stuff, which is like, okay, we've had a discuss, we've had success with all these other characters. Hey, the characters we don't own because other companies kind of, and we kind of, we were successful in sort of getting Spider-Man back. Let's try to get all of them back now. Yeah. I mean, they could do, I mean, it's, it'll be like the comics where you have the greater Marvel line and then you have the X-Men line. Right, you know, and the, you could have like an X Men connected universe. I have no problem with that. Yeah, because you know, X Men is a different thing. It you is. Know, yeah, it's not like what you see with the MCU. They have their own different problems. You know, hate, bigotry, uh, tolerance. That's a key thing of X Men, and I hope that they keep it very much far removed from whatever they're going to do with the MCU. Yeah. Uh, but I'm happy, and hopefully this pans out well with the X-Men franchise. Uh, so, Punisher. Unless we have something else. I, I don't think we have really that much have, else to I say mean, about Justice League, because yeah, there isn't it. a lot. There yeah. isn't a lot yeah. there. There's not a lot of there there. <laughs> Punisher. Oh, man. We. I mean, we man. did a little bit. I did I a little know, bit with Ali on the last I, episode, I've, but... I've, but been, I've been re-watching... Uh, Punisher, and I'm ecstatic that they're picking up a second season. Um, Punisher is not a typical superhero. Yeah. He's not a superhero. He's just a fucking vigilante. With the exception of Karen, it's almost like it. the whole time I was like, it's almost like this is its, its own universe. I know. <laughs> and that's, I mean, the child in me who unfortunately grew up watching a lot of violent shit in the yeah. 90s, this is a movie. It's my big reservation hearing about this show was, oh my gosh, is this going to be fucking all action, all explosion, senseless violence? Right. It's not. Yeah. And that's what I love about it. They, they treat who Frank Castle is as a soldier, not some sort of batshit crazy uh, lunatic that you kind of see in the comic books. Yeah. You know? And they, they treat that with a lot of respect. They treat soldiers who come back from uh, combat with so much respect. That was a that was a really them. interesting, and I'm still trying. I, I want to rewatch parts of it because I, I still I can't articulate. There was something, and I thought maybe it was a soldier thing, but it wasn't. And I can't quite articulate. One of the things that I I was like because I was watching and I was just like, by the time I got to the end, I was like, this is really good, but something about this isn't. It, it's not that it isn't selling well with me. It's just like something seems off, and I can't quite put my finger on it. Uh, and this isn't what I think was off, although it is something that I did have a, a sort of a problem with. I did eventually come to care for 
the B plot characters. That being said, this is a show in which the B plot never really succeeds. Are you referring the B plot is the is terrorist? the agent is the agent and her whole, her ex her whole ex uh, investigation. Even though I ended up caring about her as a character, I ended up caring about her partner as a character, and I was yeah. bummed when he got killed. Yeah, but just overall, because that's the B plot. Okay. It's not Frank's story. It's the B story. And I was just like, the no, B story... You say no. It's not Frank's story, though, because realize that... It is, like, it is Frank's story, but it's the B plot to Frank's story. And it never quite comes off for me. That's not what I... I okay. still... I'm going to watch it again because I still can't... There was something when I got to the end where I was like, it just doesn't feel completely right about this show and I can't... I don't know what it is. Um, I'm enjoying it, but something just doesn't I mean, feel right. I thought, I didn't hate her. I, I mean, I like Dina. Uh, yeah. Jin Dina. I thought her portrayal was great. I loved her persistence in trying to wrap up the overall conspiracy of, you know, um, of corruption in the military, of trading drugs, of, you know, you know, just playing on kind of the fears of what happened in Afghanistan, in the real world where military contracts, can you really trust them, you know, and can you trust, you know, certain, you know, people in government from not abusing the power? I mean, I, I love that. And considering during the time of um, the, you know, Iraqi war, I, I, I ate all that shit up and just kind of like bring some of the intrigue and drama from that made this very real for me yeah you know it's not like a disconnected universe it's very uh it, it it's something i would imagine i would imagine reading about in a newspaper and nothing of this is far-fetched which with the know? possible exception of jessica jones which there were technically speaking superpowers in that this is the most grounded of all the in like reality of all the shows and i have to say i like the villain. Jigsaw, I have no idea who he is in the comic book. He's a he's more a of a mafia movie, dude. They made him much more interesting. Interesting, yeah. I, I love that. It's like, whoa! I am digging this guy as a bad guy, and including his overarching boss that he betrays. I yeah, like him and too. the fact that him and Frank used to be like they took a character who is, and I know like the Die Hard comic book fans might have been upset, like because they completely changed his character. Yeah. Because uh, he was like a low-level like mob enforcer. Well, not really. He was like a sort of mid, mid to upper level like mob enforcer dude, who the Punisher throws through a plate glass window, and that's how he gets cut cut up. They made him a much more complex character <laughs> in and this. I appreciate it because that's the big thing about you know some of the villains of Marvel portrayed in TV and film. They're not that great, and I just have to applaud Netflix again. Aside from Luke Cage, yeah, and um, Iron Fist, obviously, yeah, the villains are on point. You know, with you know um, David Tennant as you know the Purple Man, yeah, um, Wilson Fisk. You know, um, he was a great. A- I I mean, I don't know who that actor is. I've never seen him before, but he does a really great job. Who who plays uh, Jigsaw? Oh, Billy Rose. Yeah, uh, I've seen him before. I was trying to place him, and I forget what exactly he was on. But yeah, there's just a lot of there's a lot of stuff that I wasn't expecting to care about that I cared about in this, which is which was a good thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I loved it. I mean, and I didn't expect to. See, I was the only thing disappointing for me was just like how little action there is. Yeah. I, I I don't know if it was disappointing, season. but I will say it was it was a little like I mean it like was, I was expecting more like a little bit more batshit. Yeah, that might have been what it is. Yeah. Actually, that might be what what I got to the end, and I was like, I'm a like little the, I'm a little like, yeah. Opposite of what you mentioned, you because you watched Punisher Warzone. Punisher Warzone. This yeah. is the complete opposite of that. Yeah, it's very toned down. It's very serious. Um, it's I very character oriented. Yes. Uh, but the nerd in me is like, dude, I want more motherfuckers getting decapitated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we we have some snippets in the first episode, you know, where he's like trying to wrap up his killing spree against the mob, you know, and cartels who think that you know escaping the country will save them, and he's like, a guy about to get head, 
you know, through the window. I, I also yeah. I also think that the the whole focus of this is like once he's done with like all the mob and you know cartel guys, he thinks, oh, I don't have to. Be. Okay, here's what I'll say is the one another thing that's kind of a false false note a little bit. Just Punisher generally is for the first half of the series, he's just decided my job is kind of done. Yeah, I don't have to be the Punisher anymore. As far as an adaptation of the Punisher from the comic books, that's not who Frank Castle is, but, really. But to be fair, this is not. Yeah, this and is a TV show. I get that they're thing the, exactly. It's a TV yeah, show. yeah. And I understood that because th- that's why I love the last scene. Yeah. Of the last episode, it's like he finally wrapped it up. What, does it make sense for him to go all out and trying to exterminate all crime? No, it's like these people, anything remotely connected with the death of his family, he's going to wipe out. But after that's gone, what next? Uh, of course he's going to stop. Yeah, yeah. He has to stop some, somehow. I mean, it, it makes sense for a comic book because you have to create sales. You have to get people reading But more. it's interesting. It's interesting because they've, in, in some of the... Uh, and this was, would have been an interest, and I thought maybe they were going to go this direction, actually, and they kind of did, as far as, like, the PTSD thing, but not really, is they went a little bit, but in the books, one of the things about the Punisher, why he keeps going, and there's even, like, people like Daredevil who have, like, who are always on his case about this, where it's just, like, and also it's, it's kind of a tie-in with, like, Batman, is... Okay, you're done. Now it's time for you to stop. He's like, he doesn't know how to stop. It's like he is he is permanently at war. And in the comic books it's said that like it's it's what happened to him when he was in combat is that and it's why uh people like and this is like a real thing. It's why ex military guys often go back and become mercenaries. Or private work for private security. I'm air quotes right now. Private security firms is because they're out. These are the combat junkies, which do exist, and they just don't know how to stop. And a different and it's implied in the comic books, and it's sort of implied in the show that that Frank Castle is one of those people too. He just in the at least in the show won't admit to himself that that's who he is. He's also one of those people. No, but he was about to. Yeah. However, there is the last, the either the second to last or the last episode where he's getting beaten up, and you get a flashback of his final conversation with his wife, where he right. says, "You know what? I'm going to give this up," because they're trying to let this let the world know that Frank Castle, yes, he's a badass, but in the show, he his connection is truly with his family. Right. Yeah. yeah. And this character, not the comic book, yeah, but the TV yeah, character is all about justice. For his family, complete and uh, unquestionable justice. Right, nothing else. You know, he's not trying to rid the world of crime. It's just like you fuck with me, I'll get you out. You know, I'll I'll, I'll fucking kill you. Um, and that's what I love. And I don't know if you've caught this, but they, I kind of loved the explanation of how he has such a high threshold for pain. Don't remember that. Okay, you're gonna have when, to. When when he's being tortured yes. in the last episode, you you always see him flash back to his wife. Oh yes, I yes. felt that that was their way of explaining why he has such a. He high disappears. Threshold. He yeah. disappears. Yeah, there, there's definitely a principle, and that's also sort of part of PTSD too, is how you get through really tough situations. Is you leave your body. Yeah. You're just not there. And, but also, I forget who it, we might have discussed this on the last. On my podcast about this with Elio, but uh, the total uh, duex machina of like, oh, I don't want you to die. So you know what I'm gonna do now? Inject you with indrel- adrenaline, <laughs> which is always a fantastic idea of someone who's a little bit crazy and could kill you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just shoot him full of adrenaline. <laughs> like that'll that's that's a great idea. Um, but yeah, I mean, I. Fuck. I want to watch it. I got to watch it again. I, I, this show is... Parts of it are heavy. That's why I haven't watched it again. <laughs> like, I, no, it's fucking John Bernthal. Yeah. He's a fucking ph- phenomenal actor. And 
I love Daredevil because the fight scenes are awesome. Yeah. But I think the best acting out of all of these TV shows it was done in this season. Okay. I think, in my opinion, because John Berth, I mean, Charlie, whatever his, uh, the guy who plays Daredevil, good actor. Yeah. Not yeah, John Bernthal. Not John Bernthal, no. Um, the guy who plays Luke Cage, great actor, not John Bernthal. Yes. Yeah. He, this movie, this show is carried by his ability, his range from absolute fucking blinding hot rage to just depressing vulnerability yeah. whenever he's trying to recall the loss of his family and he's a much more vulnerable character than he's ever been in any of the other incarnations and i i mean yeah it's unrealistic to the comic book but you know it's a tv show you, there are you things you have to be this is a world this is the world they've created and this is the frank castle who they've created too well a similar complaint that uh jared made about wilson fisk and I was like, no, 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 no. I mean, it might be in some ways a bad adaptation of the Kingpin from the comic books, but it's like, this is a, this is the the Wilson Fist that they've created for the TV show. And in my opinions, in some ways, is a more interesting character than the yeah. Wilson Fist. Maybe not yet the the badass or like the Kingpin Kingpin that he but is you in see the comic the books. And you yeah, see where they're going with this. Character. So someone. Uh, just to, to end this uh, on this point, because uh, I wanted to ask you about this, is someone, a friend of mine, posted uh, uh, who would win in a fight, Frank Castle or John Wick? It's, it's Frank Castle. Really? It's, it's Frank Castle. So I, I, I... Dude, dude. John Wick has gear. Frank Castle has zero fucks to give you're gonna go down and it doesn't matter if he loses a fucking lib he will he will take whatever punishment that john wick will john wick will give him and he's just gonna overcome it well well i i i, I actually I, I went two different directions with this when i did when i addressed this question was if uh frank castle is in any way allowed distance from wick it's no contest because frank castle is is a is a much better sniper but that's like putting aside uh the other two ways i think john wick would win and here's here's why here's why uh in a close firefight if you want and this is not this is just the, the frank castle from the show Versus John Wick from the movies. Not necessarily to Frank Castle from the, the, the comic books. Although I kind of believe the same thing. Uh, in a close firefight, Wick is going to win because of the way he, uh, he, the way he shoots close range. I just think he's, he's the way he uh, re-ups the, the chest, fa- like chest head. So... It, unless Castle manages to draw first and hit him in the... If John Wick draws his gun first, he's winning. I also think in a knockdown, drag-out fight, John is not going to come away from it well. But I think... That might be break and down more... Combat, Frank Castle. Really? I think, I think... I get the impression that the Wick has had better training, but I think... I think I bounce back and forth on this. I bounce back and forth on this. John Wick is not a martial artist. <laughs> Neither is Frank Castle. Neither, but Frank Castle. Sheer is will. Effective. Sheer well. Sheer he's will. Effe- I mean, he's like he'll I, just outlast him. Is basically what I think. Outlast him, and I think he wor- He knows how to fight with his surroundings. You know, it's like he's it's he's like the ultimate form of Krav Maga. It's not a matter of being fancy. It's a matter of being effective and efficient. With your attacks, and I think Frank Castle is efficient with his attacks. I think John Wick is too. That's why I think that could go John either Wick way. Is no, no. From the first two films, he's not a hand-to-hand combat. He takes people down with guns. Okay. He takes people down with guns. Yes, he he tries to disarm them, but you go down with guns. You, you know, okay. with a bullet to the brain. Because I was I just just watching the fight choreography and and getting a sense of the training. I think if. John got an early 
advantage. I think the longer it's it's a, it's like one of those weird like boxing match things. The longer the fight goes on, the greater chance that Frank has to win. That is true. Um, because because just John Frank is, is just assassin. Yeah, and, he's just an assassin. I think and and Frank Castle training. is 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 just pure will. So if that fight goes on for more than five minutes, Frank is winning. <laughs> like, I think he's got a little berserker rage in him where true. he yeah. will go batch. I mean that scene in Kandahar, that famous <laughs> where, where, scene okay. where he he fucking wipes out uh, his um, enemy combatants by himself. Um, yeah, I think he just goes through a white hot rage, and he just like zeroes in and goes in. I might because I originally I said that like Frank, because what I said was Frank in these situations, and then I kind of leaned more on the John Wick side, but I might be leaning more on the Frank Castle side I, now. It's a different thing. I mean, you're going off against like goons who work for criminal cartels. You know, their best thing is that they have guns. You know, that's it. Well, no, he faced a couple guys, like, especially in the second one, like, Common and look, is, his fight with Common is, like, this is a guy who's, who this fight could have gone either way, is the impression I got on that one, that they're both kind of almost equally skilled. Yeah, but... And if you watch it, as someone who knows, like, kind of, like, martial arts, you watch the fight choreography, like, watching the way they have John fight, I'm just like, well, if John, his thing is, take them out as... In fit, even in hand to hand, it's just like let me disable this guy as, as and so I can like put a knife in him or like break his neck as quickly as humanly yeah. possible. But once again, hand to hand close combat is not his thing. Yeah, he will take you from afar, and he's got no qualms with that. Yeah, you know that famous line he had with Daredevil. You think you're gonna beat me with like you know with exchanging hands or fists? No, that's not his thing. You know he's gonna <laughs> try to take you down. If you got the upper hand, fuck it. He's gonna find a, another way to take you down, and you know you're gonna go down perm. So I think he will find another way to understand what the techniques and what his opponent is doing and counter that. You know, and I think that in a battle situation. Punisher, Frank Castle is just more tuned in to handle all that. Okay. Um, I think, yeah. I mean, it'll be an awesome nerd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scenario, <laughs> of course, yeah. But I think. That's why, that's why we have yeah. these questions. Come um, on. Damn, yeah. I, I got to go with my boy, um, uh, uh, Frank Castle. And when it comes to acting chops, I mean, there's no fucking yeah. Question. I mean, yeah. You know, John Bernthal versus Keanu Reeves. Yeah, no, that's the Keanu, but come on now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, great fucking thing. I can't wait for us to see Star Wars tomorrow. Yeah, I'm excited. Good thing. I mean, I've I haven't read any reviews. I've been really trying to. I've been reviews, yeah. I've been, I've been avoiding but I've them. I've heard great things about this, so I can't wait to see the next phase in what's going to happen with Ray and Kylo Ren. Um, I can't wait to see to meet you guys tomorrow. And and Guardians 2 is on Netflix for a while. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. You know, rewatching it, really good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it holds up better than I thought it would on a second I view. The Guardian films hold up so much better than some of the other Marvel properties. Yeah, I will agree. Um, in my opinion. But yeah. Watch Justice League. Don't be afraid of it. Yeah, don't be afraid. Don't, don't be, be afraid. afraid. <laughs> yeah, we won't see you wrong. Peace.